Oh boy, do we got updates today. <laughs> I guess we can start calling this Formula One prophecy because I completely nailed the Haas situation in the last audio, which was recorded, and I have the timestamp for it, January 8th, 2024. And two days later, sure enough, Gene, ha uh, Gene Haas fires Gunther Steiner on January 10th, 2024. And that was quite the prediction by me. Well, I, I didn't, I wanted him to be fired, but I honestly never thought it would happen. And as much as I may have asked for it in the last podcast, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see anything of the sort happening to, to Gunther Steiner anytime soon. So I, I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised that they finally took, they gave somebody accountability in that organization. And they finally gave the, uh, the, the signal into the rest of the Haas team that this is unacceptable. And hopefully they can move forward from here. By the way, this is a Formula One philosophy. I just kind of sort of gave some verbal diarrhea to start, and I'll, uh, I'll introduce it now. I'm, uh, I'm Nick, Nicholas McKayley, is whoever you want to call me. This is uh, another one of my rants, but this is just going to be an update, an attachment essentially to the podcast I post on Haas. And uh, I had some other things going on, so I couldn't post it right away, which is too bad. I know it's already been a week or a little bit more than a week since this actually happened. Today's a little bit a little bit later. But I, I still think it's it's worth talking about. It's worth adding to the podcast because it's it was it was just it was lucky timing for me, but it was much needed for Haas. And they they needed to move on because a lot of people are saying that the Gene Haas, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know what it's going to take in Formula One. He's basically Lawrence Stroll. He's trying to, he's he's undermining how much investment he's going to have to put in there. He's he's just a delusional owner thinking it just you can just jump to winning. And as usual, it's the same type of people saying this stuff. Like as much as I may have disagreed with Lawrence Stroll firing Otmar Svausner because Svausner said it's going to take some time. It, it, it would. It, it was going to take some time. Austin Martin's still only fifth after this year, and they made a pretty significant jump. It's going to take some time for them. Also, it's going to, you know, take a, take a, a second driver who's pretty competent, and uh, well, that'll be another discussion. But he at least, he said... Lawrence Stroll at least said in his mind, I said, we can go forward. And I've talked about this before. He said, we can do this. We can go forward. I believe I can. we can push this team forward, even if he's wrong. And up until this point, Gene Haas hadn't said that. He had just sort of sat there in the background while Gunther Steiner ran his company into the ground or the racing team into the ground. And some of it has to do with Gene Haas. I think the agreement they have with Ferrari, the agreement they have with Dallara, the, it's just gonna. It's not gonna work to their benefit in, in every season. They're gonna have up and down seasons. However, that being said, I think Gene Haas is finally going in the right direction because he even said it. He came out and he said, "What? Like I, I can't stand finishing last every year. I can't stand finishing last every year." And and, and that's such a good thing to say. 
That's what kind of what I said in the last podcast. It's about time you had a direction. Because what was their direction before that? They would come out every year. They would either be flat or they would exceed expectations. But they didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't know if they could if this the car was going to be good this year. They didn't know if they were going to have a good weekend. They didn't know if they were going to be able to compete in each week, each weekend, each racing weekend. They didn't know what the the situation was going to be. So I think at some point you have to ha- throw down a gauntlet when the, you keep coming towards the back like they do. This is now 10th in two of the last or two of the last three seasons. 8th in 2022. And ninth in 2020 by the by the grace of Williams being even worse. Because 2020 was not exactly a good season. In a car that was so bad it almost killed Romain Grosjean. Kevin Magnussen publicly said it was an undrivable car after he was sacked. And I just feel like that's four, so that's if you look at it, four seasons of just awful. And 2022 wasn't necessarily the worst but it was they were trending in the right direction to go backwards like they just did this year something had to be done something had to be done you you finished last in a year when alfa romeo gave no development and finished four points ahead of you they had no development they were transferring over or or transitioning over to sauber williams blew you out of the water more than doubled your points and they had no expectations for this year. They they said, okay, we're just going to keep building year by year, hopefully get better. Maybe get maybe they thought they'll get ninth this year. For them to come seventh and overachieve because you shit the bed is uh, it, it's indicative of how bad the season they had. And then on top of that, Alpha Tari completely missed expectations this year. So for them to catch up to you by the end of the season is is that that's the the craziest part of it all is that they were way ahead of two of those teams and they got completely caught up by Alpha Tari and Williams and still lost to an Alfa Romeo team that wasn't even trying so i think i think Gene Haas did the right thing and i talked about in the last pod, last podcast how Gunther Steiner just he doesn't have a he doesn't have vision he sees himself as this as this pariah. He sees them, his himself as like he sees himself as the star of the team. And it doesn't matter how bad they get, he's going to keep bringing in sponsors. He's going to keep um, keeping Haas on the map. They're going to somehow improve without him actually giving any direction. He's delusional. And I, I think like I said before, he's a soft spot for bad drivers. That just makes the situation worse. Like if you had two competent drivers, you might have got a few more points to at least not finish last. But you had two of the worst drivers in Formula One that you picked, that you destroyed two rookie careers over for Kevin Magnuson A. And B, you brought back you brought back someone so bad. Someone so bad that he's he couldn't do good in good cars. What did you think was gonna happen in bad cars? I'm gonna talk about this in another podcast about how the media kind of hypes him and Steiner up. I won't even say the name of that driver. But this is, but coming in last place this year to me was unacceptable. Somebody had to take, face the music. 
And Gene Haas, I think, made the right decision. He's going to give it to someone who's more technical this time. He even said it. Gunther Steiner's more of a people person. More of a people person. This is all coming out now. And clearly there was some bad blood between them. That he doesn't let them say bye to the people in in England. I forget what part of, uh, of England Haas is based in. And he didn't let them say bye to most of the people. To just pack your shit and get out. So something was going on there between them. I think his patience had run out for Gunther. Because he should have fired him in 2020, like I said in the last podcast. Should have absolutely got rid of him in 2020. But he didn't. He did not. And, he, and I think that was the mistake. Because you had a perfect opportunity then to start over with two new young rookie drivers. New engineering. You could have done, put Ayo Komatsu in charge then. He had a breath, a breath of experience then. He had... He's been with Lotus. He'd been with successful teams. He knows how to win. Steiner was with Red Bull before they won. Before they won, they got rid of him. And I think that's just indicative of what it is. You gave someone the keys to build the whole organization. And you had low expectations at first, so it seemed like he was succeeding. And then briefly, he did succeed. Like the fifth place in 2018 should not be swept under the rug. It was that was pretty good. We're gonna give them that. We're gonna give them that. You had one good season, but instead of monopolizing on that and building on that, you just kept going backwards. And a lot of the times publicly he would say, Well, we just don't get enough investment. And I think Gene Haas had finally had enough of that meme and told everybody, No, we're within ten million of the cost cap limit. We're almost there. Like we're almost at spending to the limit. How much more can 10 million really give you in this organization where I think each car costs 50 to rebuild a car? I'm pretty sure like it's 2 million for a major crash. He keeps that 10 million just as extra extra expenditures in, in case they need to rebuild anything because these aren't exactly great cars. So what are you spending it on, Steiner? What, what have you been spending on? Have you Do you have the right engineers in place? Do you have the right people in place? Are you hiring the right people? Can you attract the type of people you want to hire? A lot of that is on you. And you just, like I said, I started this whole blurb off by saying he was given the keys to start it all up himself. And it just seems to go nowhere. You don't give somebody, like if Elon Musk was trying to build a rocket that went into space, and every time the rocket got anywhere near the top, it just exploded. We would we would look, Elon Musk would look at this organization, okay, what's going wrong? Who's in charge? Where is your direction with this rocket? If the guy who is building the rocket and in charge of everything comes up to Elon and says, well, you just don't know what it takes. I'm going to need more money, A. And B, on top of that, uh, we're actually doing pretty good. Yeah, it just, it just happens to blow up right near the top. But you know, up until that point, everything is perfect. I'm learning so much from this rocket. And each week, I get closer and closer to the rocket I want. And the pilots who keep exploding the rockets, we'll just say hypothetically they survive somehow, like Nico and, and Kevin. The pilots, they're teaching us so much. But even though they don't do their job, we're learning so much from the pilots. 
Elon Musk would hear that and go, this is the stupidest organization I've ever heard in my life. I can't believe it has my name on it. You're all fired. Let's start from scratch. Because when you don't achieve your goals and you don't do anything properly like you're supposed to, at some point, you got to get fired. Especially when you're in charge. Mattia Bonotto lost his job at Ferrari in 2022. He improved the car dramatically. He had Ferrari on a trajectory. But when he lost and didn't do his job when he was supposed to have a title-winning car, he was kicked out. Now, whether that was the right thing to do, time will tell. I don't think so. My partner doesn't think so. But let's see. Let's also see. And but and at some level, Ferrari has to had to put some get somebody to fall on their sword. At some level, when you keep making mistakes, you have to try new things. And that's what that was. And that's where Haas is now. That's where Haas is now. I think they're in a better direction. They have someone more competent, someone who's been at winning teams in charge. Yes, he's not Gunther Steiner. Yes, he's not going to swear. I think that's a good thing. You don't want to bring attention to a bad team, especially when that bad team is not succeeding and getting worse. If all he had in his back pocket was sponsorship, you know what's the best way to get sponsorship? Is to win. All, all sponsors want to be on, on top of Red Bull. All sponsors want to be on Mercedes. They're not forced. They're not begged. They'll happily be there. They fight for the sponsorship. It's on bad teams like Haas or Alfa Romeo who have to find new avenues like Kick, a streaming platform. Paid a lot of money to be part of Alfa Romeo, but not that much. But just enough to get their name out there. But it wasn't exactly helping Alfa Romeo this year because they were losing, because they were a mediocre team. Do you think if Haas was fighting for the top three in the constructors that people would would need someone like Steiner to find sponsors for them? No. The sponsors would come to them. The sponsors would come to Gunther and or to Haas and say, can we be on your car? That's what I think Gene Haas is trying to say. It's like enough of like us treading water with this mediocre idea of just Gunther Steiner getting us money when we're desperate. By the way, it was Gunther Steiner's idea to get Eurocali. Genius. Foisted Nikita Mazepin on us for a season. And then it was Gunther Steiner, after that Eurocali saved that company, that kicked everybody out because Russia invaded a country. The president invaded another country that had nothing to do with Formula which is kind of ridiculous, but it's, it is what it is. If you had a problem with Russians, why did you bring them in? So that was your genius idea. And now I think Gene Haas sees it with this whole MoneyGram sponsorship with whatever, one in one or all the, all the sponsors they have right now. I think he's saying, okay, we lost the guy who brought, you, brought us there and we may not get as much exposure in the short term. However, long term, I see us improving getting better as, a, as an organization, and maybe you will want to stay when the contract comes up. We don't know. I think, based on what I see, that you, needed, you need someone with more technical hands-on at this point because clearly something's bad with the car. Clearly it keeps falling apart. Clearly it keeps getting worse. And Steiner seems to have no idea how to fix it. On top of that, the drivers he keeps pushing on Haas 
who were supposedly there to help the car develop, make the car worse with developments. So now it's time to just go in a new direction. And and Haas recognized this, Gene Haas recognized this, and he said it came down to performance. It's exactly what I said. I might be a prophet. I might be speaking things into existence. Two days before it happened, I said all this stuff. So do I think Haas is going to get better? I don't know. It, it remains to be seen. You clearly need a restructuring there. You clearly need a revamp. Kamatsu's already come out said, uh, come out in tempered expectations, said, well, we don't know where the car is going to come out. We don't know how it's going to look. We don't know if it's going to be better or worse, but we're going to go from there. So that's a little worrying, but that's also not his fault. That's Steiner's fault. That's the guy who was there for 10 years who messed it up. So let's let's give them the benefit of the doubt. And I'm excited to see where they go, even though I think another thing too, they're going to have to change their drivers at some point. I think Komatsu's going to recognize that. Hopefully he doesn't have the idea to bring back Romain Grosjean, which is someone who was very close to, I think it was his first radio engineer. That would just be even worse. You already have Romain Grosjean in a worse sense in the car in Nico Hulkenberg. So please don't do that. Sounds like Steiner was opening up to the idea of new rookies with Oliver Bierman. Why? Because, you know, he he put up a decent time in testing. Two-tenths slower than Magnussen and Hulkenberg. Let me spin that. Someone was two-tenths slower than Magnussen and Hulkenberg. That's not good. You had an F2 and F3 champion a couple years ago. Man, boy, did his stock go up because of this clown show. He was the problem. Remember, if they got rid of him, they were going to go in a better direction and get more points. It was because he was unable to score consistent points. Yeah. Yeah, nothing to do with you, Gunther. Nothing to do with the car. Nothing to do with the engineering. Nothing to do with the fact that you sabotaged his strategy for Magnussen's, who was hopeless. Hopeless from the fourth race of that season, of 2022. Completely hopeless. His next highlight after the fourth race, where he got points in the three of the first four races, his next highlight was getting a fluke accidental pole in Brazil. The rest of the season, completely useless. The rest of the season, worse than Mick Schumacher. Anyways, that's prediction number two that needs to come into come into fruition is Mick back on the Formula One grid. We said the two goals of this podcast, one was to get rid of Gunther Steiner, check. Mick Schumacher, Schumacher back on the grid remains to be seen. Doesn't look great right now. Two seasons out is never good. In the rant I did in our first episode, I said it was it was sabotage by all aspects of Formula One. Read that. It's called My Mick Schumacher Rant. It's on a it's on our website. It's on our podcasting platforms. It's uh, available to listen to, to download and stream. But yeah. We'll see where they go. It seems like they have a new, fresh outlook. And I think they're going to improve from this. A lot of people are sounding pessimistic. They're saying you got rid of the best reason to watch Haas. You got rid of the guy who who was a personality who brought your sponsorship. You got rid of the guy who built the team. What's going to happen when the team uh, doesn't have its, its captain? It's like... Captain was steering this 
ship into a storm while the the ship was breaking apart. I think it's it was about time for a mutiny. And and Gene Haas, he now believes. Like I think he was on the verge of selling the team. I think he was opening up to the idea. He was saying it's getting too expensive to be in Formula One. But he gets a free, a team that basically pays for itself with the revenue sharing. He's got a good sponsorship. It's paying like the the team pays for itself. Why would you ever sell it? And now I think I think it's his street creds on the line, and he's saying. It's time we start winning. That's what they needed. They needed a shakeup. They needed someone to come in and just shake the whole organization. I think a lot of people are going to be fighting for their jobs now, which is good. Fighting to prove they're useful. I think you may see them struggle in the first half of 2024. I think they'll improve come the second half, which is the exact opposite of what this year was. When they were still bad all season. But everyone pretended like they were good the first half of the season until the second half when they were like, oh, we can't pretend anymore because it's way too obvious that they're coming 15th and 16th every race. It's tire degradation. It's the decor. If the, the car is a great one lap pace, it's just it's tire degradation. That's the problem. Not the terrible drivers and the terrible technical director and the technical and the tech and the terrible team principal. None of that. It's just tire degradation, which Ferrari had too, but still managed to come almost second in the constructors. And Haas gets all their parts from Ferrari. So, yeah. Which, by the way, I think is another is a good thing that they can use to their advantage. If Ferrari starts figuring things out, you can get better. I think it's it's best to keep that. Maybe start developing some of your own parts, Haas. Start, like minor things. Build from there as you get better. As you get more money in the constructors. Go from there. Start from here. This is now year zero. Treat it like that because nobody has any expectations of you. Your drivers are terrible. But you have some pieces in there that can help you build forward. You've got one, a couple, like a decent rookie coming up through the wings. Your technical director seems to have an idea of what he's doing. He says, I don't want to be Gunther Steiner, which is the best thing he could have said. Which is the best thing he could have said. I'm not here to replace Steiner. Yes. Steiner was the problem. Steiner's attitude, Steiner's personality was the problem. You can't just, you can't find someone to replace him, so nor should you. Do it differently. That was a great first thing that he said. Like I said, he also tempered expectations. So I don't know where this is going. But yeah, that's the update. I'll add this to the podcast. I'll make it a little bit longer. Maybe be two separate episodes, just to clarify uh, the different dates in which I'm saying this. But yeah, the problem with Haas, I think the major problem that nobody talks about, as usual, the media's uh, defending him, even though he did nothing. Even though he took this team from a decent position and brought it down, worse, or even, sorry, better uh, team principles have fallen on their sword. For less. None of those team principals, Fausner, uh, Permain, uh, Benotto, none of them finished last. If anything, they improved their team before they got fired. So, I don't know. 
I don't know why they keep trying to defend him. He's going to have a stupid TV show, apparently. Enough with this guy. But yeah, I might be a prophet. I might be someone that people look to. I might be speaking things into existence. Time will tell. I'm going to start speaking more about what I want and watch it come true. But yeah, so that was update for the Haas episode. I'll see you guys soon. I'm going to have a few more episodes coming out in the next little while. And uh, look forward to hearing from you guys. And you'll hear from me more. Have a good night.